Hello, and welcome back to 50 States, 50 Murders. This is the podcast that takes you, the listener, on an auditory road trip across all 50 states while we discuss 50 different murders. Thank you all for tuning in to episode two. I am your host, AJ. I'm your co-host, Dakota. And Dakota, could you please let the listeners know where we will be traveling for episode two? We're going to be traveling to Las Vegas, Nevada to look at the murder of Melissa James. again welcome back thank you all for tuning in hopefully you had a chance to listen to uh, episode one where we were in ohio our home state and uh, this week we're traveling out to nevada and nevada is recognized as the silver state it was founded in 1864 which makes nevada the 36th state it's the seventh largest state and out of all 50 states it ranks 32nd in population as far as income rank, I thought this was a little bit surprising. They're 24th. Murder per capita, they rank 26th in all 50 states. There's 5.7 murders per 100,000 people. Uh, Dakota, can you give us Nevada's five biggest cities? Population-wise, we got Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, North Las Vegas, and Enterprise. And the capital city of Nevada is Carson City. Okay. Uh, I've I've personally been to Nevada once before. I I feel like it almost doesn't count because we never actually left Las Vegas. So it's more so we've been to Vegas. It was a cool experience. We can talk about it a little bit more. But obviously their biggest attraction is Las Vegas. Before we jump into discussing Sin City, let's talk about some other things that Nevada is known for that you may or may not be familiar with. As mentioned, it's nicknamed the Silver State. And that's because back in 1859, there was a discovery of the Comstock Lode which was a huge load of deposit. And this wasn't just any deposit, but silver. And this silver helped the state of Nevada financially build and grow into what it is today. And it was one of the largest silver deposits ever found, leading to the Nevada Silver Rush. Also, uh, another thing that Nevada is well known for is Area 51. Now, Area 51 is said to just strictly be a military base nothing more nothing less than that nothing here to see however there have been countless conspiracies connected to area 51 and this location became quite a notoriety back in 1989 when uh bob lazar he made a claim where he said he saw a flying saucer over the top of area 51 Uh, since the rumors have swirled and grown all things ufos and aliens we really may never know what's going on in Area 51, but to you, what, what's your personal opinion? You think they got something weird going on there? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that something sketchy is going on there, but I'm just not sure what to think about it. Now, the official statement that I've seen is it's a military base, like an Air Force base, okay. and they just have top secret things going on there, sure. stuff we've never seen, like 
that could explain the flying saucers. They're making aircraft that we've never seen. So okay, they just want to keep it keep it on the low. Yeah, keep it low key. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's just move on. Uh, Burning Man. This is something that I actually didn't know about. The Burning Man is hosted in Nevada, and this is a week long event. They're they're pretty. I, when I looked this up, they were very clear. It's not a festival. It's an event that takes place once a year in Black Rock, Nevada. Now, Black Rock, Nevada is not an actual city. It's just they come together once a year and they create this city. And it's smack dab, middle in the desert. And it is the world's biggest Leave No Trace event, which is simply nothing's there when they get there. And when they leave... Nothing's left behind. You you would never know that anything took place. And it's it's basically just a huge commune of just music and art and you share and barter. You don't buy things, you don't exchange money. When I was looking this up, in fact, if you are caught selling any goods or food or water for money, you're asked to leave. It's kind of ironic because tickets are around six hundred dollars to get in. It's it's very hard to get in. But, you know, it's basically just a bunch of people tripping their balls off and setting shit on fire. Sounds kind of cool to me personally, but I mean, I don't know. What about you? Are you familiar? Is this something you'd be into? Mm, no, I'm not into tripping out or setting shit on fire. No? So not really my scene. Las Vegas. Las Vegas is known as Sin City for more than one reason. So we'll talk about Las Vegas here. Las Vegas. It's uh, it's in the middle of Nevada, and uh, this is one state where prostitution is legal. There are 21 legal brothels in the state of Nevada. Cool thing about Las Vegas, open container is uh, legal, and so is public intoxication. This is one of the really cool things when we were out there, just grabbing a beer and just walking down the street. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but you know you do that back home. Obviously, you're not allowed to do that. The biggest attraction for Las Vegas, Nevada, has to be the casinos, gambling. Uh, When you're walking through Vegas, there is a casino literally everywhere. Every hotel, gas stations, restaurants, when you fly into and out of the airport, they're literally everywhere. Dakota, are you much of a gambling man? I mean, I know you don't want to go to Burning Man, but would you want to try Las Vegas itself? I am not a gambling man. Everyone that knows me well knows I don't really like spend money. Right. Or wasting money, at least, and that's what it feels like to me. And I have no luck at all. Okay. Since the beginning of this year, I've lost probably $500 sports betting. So mm. gambling is just not, not my thing. Okay, all right, so not not too many uh, attractions for you as far as Vegas goes. I don't know, is there anything in Nevada that would attract your attention that you would want to go to see? Um, yeah, they they have some good museums there. They have the Mob Museum. Okay. We, uh, we were big in Sopranos. So. A lot of mob activity in Vegas, for sure. Yeah. So that's cool. They have a nice history museum. Pretty much just go for the museums. Okay. So that's cool. There are a lot of different museums and uh, a lot of mob activity, as you can expect. Uh, Let's talk about some famous people that were born in Nevada. Honestly, doing research, this was really hard to find big-name people that were from Nevada. But for me personally, the name that I saw was the most recognizable is Bryce Harper. 
He was, or he is an MLB player. Was drafted by the Nationals and now plays for the Phillies. I think most people would know who Bryce Harper is. Now, someone who might not be as notable, he's a NASCAR driver, Kyle Busch. I believe he's kind of like the douche of NASCAR. I don't think he's well-liked, but... So that's your guy. Yeah, he's all right. He's cool. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, how about you? Any uh, famous names that you might know? Uh, looking up, I, I couldn't find much, but are you a fan of Criminal Minds? I like CSI, but as far as Criminal Minds, no. I okay, that was something it. we always had to watch in forensics. So I, I kind of got into it, and most of the people would be listening probably in the Criminal Minds. Um, Spencer Reed in the show, the uh, the nerdy guy, his name's Matthew Gubler. He was born in Nevada. All right. Also worth mentioning, Elvis, not from Nevada, but if you go to Las Vegas, you're going to see Elvis on every corner. Tons of uh, impersonators, and, you know, it was even said that he possibly faked his death and lived in Vegas for quite some time. Another conspiracy related to Vegas. So um, you'll definitely see Elvis when you're out there, a couple of them. How about some notorious serial killers of Nevada? What do you got for us? Yeah, so last episode I dropped some stats on you, nine serial killers with over 10, 10 bodies in, from Ohio. Um, as you mentioned, not many people are from Nevada, so uh, there's not many serial killers that were born there. There's two people that had 10 bodies in okay. Nevada, but they weren't actually from Nevada. They just kind of operate. Uh, the most notorious from there, or that did their, their thing there. Their work. Yeah. Uh, Gerald and Charlene Gallego. They're known as the sex slave killers. They had a deal. Um, Charlene would kidnap the girls, lure them into a false promise of safety. Gerald would then keep them as sex slaves. Ultimately, he would kill them when he was finished with them. And by 1980, the couple killed 10 teenagers throughout Nevada and then some of California where they were from. And that's where they got their name, the sex slave killers. Uh, once they were caught, Charlene turned on Gerald in return for a shorter sentence. Mm. He was found not sentenced to death in both California and Nevada, but he died of cancer before he was executed. And Charlene actually got out of jail in 2013. She only sent was sentenced to 16 years, so she's a free person now. Oh. She goes by a different name. Okay. She goes by she doesn't go by her uh, she goes by her maiden name. Understandable. Yeah. All right. So that's a notorious notorious serial killers of Nevada. Let's talk about a famous murder case that took place in Nevada. Tupac Shakur uh, was murdered in a drive-by shooting back in 1996. This was after a Mike Tyson boxing match, and it's a case that, as of today, still remains unsolved. Dakota, is Tupac in your top five hip-hop artist rappers of all time? Yes, absolutely. And this song actually reminds me of the the remake, or the, you know, the thing that yeah. 50 Cent and, yep. and Bust Rhymes actually was good and for once. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's in my top top five definitely. And when it comes to lyrically, he's definitely top three. I mean, a lot of conspiracies. I don't really even think this is a conspiracy, but I mean, it's got to be related to his uh, beef with Biggie Smalls and the East Coast versus West Coast, right? I mean, Biggie was killed shortly after. So, continuing our discussion of conspiracy, and we're talking about murder cases, a case that brought on a ton of recent conspiracy is the mass shooting that took place in Las Vegas, October 1st of 2017. This was when Steven Paddock, he opened fire on the Route 91 Music Festival, and he was firing from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel. 
killing 61 and over 400 injured. Now, Dakota, can you give us a summary of why this mass shooting was such a conspiracy? Yeah, I've heard multiple conspiracies over the years. Uh, most popular that he didn't do it alone. Okay. Like most experts, I guess you could say, think that there's no way one person could have fired off that many rounds in that span of time. Uh, I saw it was a short-lived one, but that there was actually a attack helicopter instead of oh. a shooter. Yeah, oh. there was someone recording flashing lights in the sky when all the shooting was going on. And then there's conspiracies thinking that he wasn't involved at all, and he was just who they pinned it on. I do recall after the fact that it was all done, and they were going through his house back home, and it just his house just mysteriously happened to burn down entirely, and weren't able to really color, recover anything from his house. So I don't know. It's strange. just strange coincidence. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about sports in Nevada. We're big sports guys, so it's only right that we talk about sports. Sports is really something that's been on the rise in Nevada thanks to Las Vegas. And Nevada was deemed the fight capital of the world back in 1910. And this is when the it was the first state to allow professional boxing matches. Since then, Vegas has hosted some of the biggest boxing matches, such as Ali versus Holm, Sugar Ray Leonard versus Leonard Hearns, Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield, and even as recently as Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Did you watch that fight? Yes, unfortunately. It was quite the spectacle. I mean, that was actually recently because yeah. I got the uh, the Facebook memory. Okay. Where we, you guys were dressed up. Of course. In suits. I, I was not in a suit. But no. I wasn't that big into Conor. Okay. Well, speaking of Conor McGregor, alongside boxing, UFC has really kept Vegas as the modern-day fight capital of the world. So they hold some of their biggest cards in Vegas. And like I said, I, their biggest cards are going to usually, for the most part, be in Vegas. What's Do you have like a personal favorite UFC fight that took place in Vegas? Yes, my favorite fight of all time, actually. Um, go back to UFC 189. So we are on... What are we on now? 285 just happened? Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A uh, hundred main cards ago, we had Rory versus uh, Robbie Lawler. Okay. The second fight. Yeah. Greatest fight I've ever seen. Yeah, it was a absolute battle. Great fight. Um, Rory's nose just kind of exploded. Yeah. And unfortunately, he, great fighter. He was really never the same after that fight. No, he, he was uh, released from the UFC shortly after that. Yeah, and... Again, speaking of Connor, that was uh, Connor McGregor main event. Yep, versus he, Chad Mendes. When he got his belt, it was an interim belt, but it was still his belt. Yeah, so that was a probably probably one of my favorite cards altogether from top to bottom. Yeah. Great card. The Oakland Raiders they recently moved their team from Oakland, California to Las Vegas. So that's a professional sports team in Vegas. NHL recently established an expansion team, the Vegas Golden Knights. And there's been some whispers of possibly the NBA adding a team in Vegas. W what do you think about that? Good idea? I mean, I think it would be a good idea. Uh, I think there's a lot of money in Vegas. Oh, yeah, definitely. There, I don't think they'll get a lot of fans, though. There, there's not many people that live there. So Yeah, it's definitely more of a tourist city. You said it's just in the middle of the desert? Yeah. So there's no surrounding cities? Yeah, it's a really wild experience when we flew into Vegas. Um you're looking out the window. You can kind of start to tell when you're getting ready to land. And we're looking out the window, and it's just desert. And I, I'm thinking, like, there's no airport. There's no city. 
where are we going? And then last minute it just kind of pops up and you can see Vegas as a whole. Yeah, something I just looked up. Uh, I wanted to see the attendance rates. Mm-hmm. And they're 30 out of 32 in average attendance. So. And that's for the Raiders? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that we when we were in Vegas, we were out there when they were building the stadium. So it wasn't quite complete yet. But, man, just from the outside, it's just completely murdered out. One of the coolest stadiums I've ever seen. But, yeah, it's under, it's understandable. There's not a ton of people that actually live there. They're, you know, their population is just tourists that are visiting and flying in or flying out. There's a lot of money to be made in the city, and I think pro teams are kind of a smart idea considering there's probably going to be a sports book in every stadium and a lot of action being thrown on those teams. But, yeah, I'd imagine attendance is probably going to be pretty hard to come by. Now that we've discussed the state of Nevada, the city of Las Vegas, let's go ahead and jump to our murder case of the week. We're going to be talking about Melissa James. Also known as Sin City, murder is common within the city limits. Melissa was just one of 145 in the city during 2005. The city of Las Vegas, their murders account for half of the total in the entire state of Nevada. Ten out of the last 15 years, there have been over 100 recorded murders. That number reached an all-time high in 2017 with 238, 58 being in one night. That was the night that Stephen Paddock opened fire on the concert. To this day, there was actually no motive found. But today's case, however, there is going to be a motive. Uh, We're going to go back to the day of December 14th, 2005. And it all starts out with a car that was found burning in the desert just right outside of Las Vegas. This car that the police came across, it was a red Jaguar belonging to a famous fitness model in Las Vegas. Her name was Kelly Ryan. In the trunk was a body of a female burned. Common theme between episodes one and two, we have a female found in the trunk of a car. Now, with this specific body found, it was burned so bad that the person inside was just completely unrecognizable. They had no idea who the body belonged to, so naturally, you're going to assume that the body is the owner of the car. To the detective's surprise, upon showing up to Kelly's home, as that's who the car belonged to, Kelly was actually the person who answered the door, alive, breathing, and, and well. After the police did some further investigating, they later determined that the body was identified as Melissa James. Melissa James, she was a professional dancer, as well as the assistant to both Kelly and her bodybuilding husband, Craig Titus. Before we get into the case, let's go ahead and dive into who Kelly and Craig Titus were. Kelly Ryan was a fitness model. She was from Greensville, South Carolina, and one of our listeners is from there. She was studying to be a journalist in college. She gained interest in the fitness world during that time. She placed in her first ever competition, going on to win seven more. She graced the cover of multiple fitness magazines. She was very well known in the fitness world. As fate would have it, at a fitness competition, that's where she met her eventual husband, Craig Titus. Craig was a professional bodybuilder. Now, Titus was a real small guy. He was he was 5'6", 140 when okay. he graduated. Now, that's the exact same size I was when I Ooh, graduated. Okay. From there is when he started weight training. This led to an eventual career that would make him famous. He went on to place top 10 in multiple Arnold Classics, Mr. Olympia. Those are like the, the Super Bowls of the okay. the fitness. Uh, at first, Kelly denied Craig because of his past. And he was arrested for selling XC and was put on house arrest. 
Well, he's a bodybuilder, so he was on steroids. This violated parole, so that landed him in jail for 21 months. So let's fast forward from there. You know, as you mentioned, Kelly originally denied Craig, but eventually the two are married. They then become a power couple in the fitness industry. And to keep up with the demands that they have, both of them together, they decide it's time to hire an assistant. When they make that decision, they end up hiring Melissa James. As we mentioned, Melissa was a professional dancer, and she had her own studio at just the age of 19. So pretty successful for someone her age. She met Titus through one of his competitions. And Titus being the douche that he was, he convinced her to not only be their assistant, but hey, why don't you just move in with me and Kelly back here in Vegas? As you could expect, obviously this arrangement didn't work out great. The arrangement only lasted a couple of months. Surprise, surprise, after an affair with Craig and Melissa started, that's when Kelly said, hey, shit's got to change. Titus decided to book her a flight back home to Florida. Unfortunately, she never arrived back in Florida. Melissa's mother was at the airport expecting her to arrive, but she never showed up. What she did get was a phone call from a Vegas coroner informing her of her daughter's body. So from the start, Kelly and Craig Titus were the main suspects, obviously. Kelly and Craig pleaded their innocence in the murder, but all signs just continued to point back in their direction. The immediate red flag was that there was just an absolute lack of emotion upon finding out their former assistant was found dead. Second red flag was that she was found dead in the trunk of their personal car, obviously. Yeah, well, at first their story was she stole the car. They claimed she had a history of theft. They told the detectives that her stealing was why she was actually fired for the from being their assistant. Not the affair, but the theft. Yeah. Okay. The third suspicion was their story just kept changing. That's a common theme when you're trying to get away with murder, and it's never a good idea to keep changing your story. Right, right. The two now claim that Melissa overdosed on morphine, and that led them to panic, resulting to driving her in the desert and then setting the car on fire. The couple was worried how this case would affect their careers. They weren't worried about their freedom or prison, but they were worried about their careers. So they fled the state. This led to a nine-day manhunt that ended in Boston, Massachusetts. After they were found, their story was much more than an alleged OD. Kelly and Melissa got into an argument. The argument led to Kelly tasing Melissa up to five times. After the tasing, Craig then strangled her to death. I would assume that that argument had to have had something to do with the affair, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Technically... Kelly and Craig actually never burned Melissa's body. So we're going to go ahead and welcome in person number three to the story, Anthony Goss. So Anthony was a friend of Craig's who turned out to be an accomplice to the murder. Kelly tased her, Craig strangled her, and then they reached out to Anthony and said, hey, we need to get rid of this body, drive her out to the desert, and set the car on fire. As far as the evidence, I mean, this wasn't really hard to prove, but can you go ahead and run down the list of evidence that was found against these three? Yeah, there was a tie from a bathrobe found around her neck. Uh, there was duct tape around her head. There was a toxic level of morphine in her system. There was a duffel bag that Craig gave to his friend to get rid of, not not Anthony, but another friend that included the taser and a stun gun. And there was CCTV footage of the three suspects at a convenience store where Kelly was buying lighter fluid, seven bottles of it, 
and Craig was outside waiting for her. footage showed him helping her load into the car and then Anthony's credit card statement he purchased a, a flashlight and he was a dumbass and left it at the scene hmm. okay so obviously with the evidence I mean these three weren't very smart they weren't trying very hard to get away with it but obviously this led to a guilty verdict so go ahead and run down the guilty verdicts that were found after this case yeah so Kelly pled guilty to arson and she got six to 26 years and Craig pled guilty to murder. He got 21 to 55 eligible for parole in 2026. So okay. that's coming up in three years. Then Anthony was found guilty of arson and accessory to murder. So Craig is still in jail and I believe Anthony is also, but Kelly is out of jail. Okay. She was paroled in 2017 and since then she's been, she's been on the low. I don't know if she changed her name, like uh, the serial killers we talked about earlier. And then Craig was found to have tried to hire hitmen to kill three witnesses that are testifying against him. Bad yeah. look for our guy. He tried so. to hire his uh, his cellmate, I guess, was like a fan of his. Okay. He was also a bodybuilder. Yeah, he thought he could get him to kill some people for him. So up for parole in 2026, more than likely probably going to be denied for that one. Oh, I hope so. To close out each week, I want to try something here. As we choose each state by random, after talking about each state and one of its murder cases, I want to close out by asking you to blind rank each state discussed. And this is going to be 1 through 49. Ohio doesn't count. We live here, so that's just 50. 1 being the state you want to go to the most, 49 being the least desirable. So now that we've discussed Nevada, Las Vegas, the murder case that took place, on a scale of 1 to 49, where would you blindly rank Nevada? Oh, man. Seeing some of the stats, it, it uh, doesn't really make me want to go there if Las Vegas is the only place to visit. and <laughs> I don't really have... Well, you talked about the museums, the mob. I mean, there's a lot of museums everywhere okay. that offer more. I'll put this at number 40. Oh, number 40. 40 out of 50, yep. All right, number 40. All right. Well, as we conclude episode two of 50 States, 50 Murders, we want to continue to thank you, the listener, for tuning in every week as we continue covering a new state as well as a new murder case. And if you have not already, be sure to follow and subscribe and tune in next week for episode three.